Welcome back to the Thoughts of Things podcast. As always, I'm your host, Hosni Mubarak. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I hope if, I hope everyone has been fine. Everyone has been good. Uh, I have been fine myself. I've been doing just a lot of studying and lots of research as always, so that I can be able to deliver a very productive and resourceful podcast. And I mean, give you all the intel that you need to to go out there and and uh, make effective effective you know effective action i cannot guarantee you success i have not yet gotten anyone who has been able to implement uh, the, the the practices that i've been issuing out but i have given a few to certain people and they have told me i mean you know it blows their mind when they get to it and they're like wow i did not think about this i did not see it in this perspective oh i i didn't imagine it could be like this you know and they are very excited they're very warmed up but of course, that is also part of it that it gives me that sense of pleasure that, I mean, you know, someone feels like I'm, I'm on the other side of, you know, the world or the phone and I'm, you know, trying to give them, you know, trying to support them and trying to, I mean, trying to add value to them, you know, because in most cases, most people who are, you know, starting something, you're doing a business or people know that you are having something that brings in a little bit of money, they always who can do you just to get something from you you know so when you contact someone and instead of getting something from them you are adding something to them it, it's a different phone call entirely <laughs> it's a different phone call i mean someone is like blown away firstly that you know you're calling not to ask for anything but rather to just show your support and love and you may not necessarily have to even like i don't necessarily give them cash but the information i give them is like the information I give them is, I can say, out of this world framework, you know. So I try to explain to them the reasons as to why some things are like this and some things are like that and why something should be done this way, you know, because there is an entire psychology to marketing, you know. And sometimes, and of course, of course, that is why most of the well-established companies have a marketing team, you know. They have a marketing team, they have a production team, they have um they have small small regiments of people you know who come together to make up the the company so every single person is best suited somewhere you know so i'd still advise that you know if you have a brand out there if you're starting a brand it will be very very important for you to start building your team slowly by slowly you know you cannot do everything by yourself it is very hectic and very tiresome those are the same things but or different levels so what you want to do is you want to find people who you know you can do work with slowly but slowly and you may not the fear now here that most entrepreneurs have who are starting up businesses is that they think that you have to pay these people or you have to there is a way you have to um appreciate them of course there has that has to be a way but um, if you're starting out, you know, someone understands that you are just in the beginning stages and they also appreciate the the fact that if at any one point their assistance got you to a credible point, you know, of course you cannot forget them, you know, you cannot leave them behind. And like as an individual, like myself, if I give you advice and like it works out, it has a lot more to do with the result, you know, than 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 the product that i get like than the remuneration and the payment that i get for the, the, the for the the payment that i get for the 
for the information that I've given you. Because for me, what counts more importantly is what is is, is the result is for it to work. You know, not just like having something and then you know you just put it like in the boot or something. But when we put it in the in, in the ammunition and the gun, you know, when when I give you my bullets and you put them in the gun and you know you shoot and the enemy is down, that's what gives me satisfaction. You know, so as it is, if you're out there and you're starting a small business or you are just you know um, standing up something, you probably have an idea. You've not yet started this out. Like grand, grandly, you've not written something down. You've not yet. Um, of course, the first step of any idea to manifest is to, like, you first have to see it in your mind. You know, you have to picture it and you have to conceive it properly and clearly. There's a certain philosopher that said that whatever man can see, I think it was Napoleon Hill actually. He said whatever man can see in his mind, he can create. You know, he can create before his eyes. So the first step of you starting anything is you need to first be able to see it in your head. You see it like it's real, you know. And then from there, then you, you write it down. You write it down. But that one thing that I want to I want to also add when you get to that stage of writing down is when you're writing out when you're writing down your dream, your goal, your 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 prospective business, your target, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're seeing in your head. When you write down the goal, the target and everything that you want to accomplish, I will need you to draw a line. A whole a vertical line. And on the other side, I want you to write all the obstacles, all the obstacles, all the challenges that you're going to face. Because every single person starts out with something. They want to get somewhere, you know. But what kicks us out is not the successes that we see in our mind and the wins and whatever. But rather the struggles and the difficulties, the challenges, the terrible days, the hard days are the ones that knock us out. You know, so at the end of the, you know, we could start a hundred people, but by the time we get to the finishing line, we're about three people, you know, so between the starting point and the finishing point, there are very many things in between that have been able to cut people off. So before you get into the business, you know, and it's a lot easier because now these days there are very many people who have like uh, invested in what you want to become. I mean, you you will never be the first person to do something you know maybe perhaps when you are depending on the area that you're in you know you might have noticed an idea probably when you travel to germany or the u.s or some other country and then you're trying to franchise it here so you will be the first person starting it here but you're not the first person starting it all over the world and probably you may not know someone but there's also some other guy somewhere you know in some country and in his bed or something thinking about exactly the same thing may not be the same idea but the same you know the same prospect so yes what you want to do is firstly you want to go and study people that have been able to take that that route that journey it may not be the same the destination may differ but if the route is similar you know you want to go study and read about them and get to know who they are uh, what it is that they, they they did exactly, you know, how they go to the end goal. Then you study the process. The process is more important than the product, guys. Everyone can get the product, but the process is what rules us out. So you study how they went about what they were 
doing the challenges that they faced um how they went about the challenges you know cuz the owner of um Alibaba I forget his name I was listening to him once and he was there and he was like we study the history of those that came before us because we want to learn from their mistakes not from their successes you know so when we are looking back at the people that have done the things that we want to do we look at the things that failed them so and then you study how they were able to go about them how they were able to navigate them how they were able to to come out of them with their with their neck still on their shoulders you know so once you are able to find out those difficulties you prepare early you prepare early because no man is no man is unique no man is unique the problems that one man faces across the planet are the exact same problems that another man will face somewhere else on another on the other side of the planet so once you have those issues once you have those challenges once you have those problems written down you know then it gives you a clear perspective of you know how you're going to go about and be prepared be prepared you know someone once told me that the best thing you can ever do is prepare for the worst when you're in your good times you know the best thing you can ever do for yourself is to prepare for the worst cuz i mean the, no you do not need training to be able to handle good times you do <laughs> <laughs> you don't maybe when it comes to the financial perspective or you need to be um of course very aware of what you're spending on you know and your expenditures because now if you also do not have personal control and discipline on how you spend your money it will leave you before you know it it will leave you before you know it you know money is a tool that is always self-creating like it 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 does not allow itself to stay in one position like in physical form you know it always wants to move and if it does not move it devalues it devalues so someone may think that ah, i have my f- 10 million i want to keep it in my bag and i'll keep it there and keep it there and keep it there until i get an idea on how to you know how to uh, make it produce of course that's stage 2 of discipline but that is also dangerous because now you see, we are living in a world where every single time, especially if you're living in a third world country or second world country, I do not know how this goes about in first world countries, but um, for third world countries, I live in a third world country, so I can speak for a third world country, basing on my <laughs> experiences. <coughs> in a third world country, every single day, prices of things are increasing, you know prices of commodities are increasing like recently i needed to go buy a bulb for my room you know so the previous one i had you know it was taken outside of the shed because the one at the shed had gotten a little bit faulty so it was switched to the shed and my room was dark and i used to do like night studies i tend to wake up um at five for prayers so when i wake up i am unable to sleep so I utilize the time to do some more studying and read a few books on marketing and branding and get to learn a few things here and there. You know, sometimes I snoop into WhatsApp and because I'm an early sleeper, I get to catch up on, you know, what people did and statuses and all that kind of stuff. So when my bell was taken, I had difficulty to, you know, to do all that stuff other than, of course, the WhatsApp bit of it because, I mean, the light was from the phone. But um, the rest of the reading and all that kind of stuff was cut off. So it was like a routine for me. It was a hobby. It was a culture 
for me to keep doing this. So I felt like something was missing, you know. So I made the initiative to, I just made my mind and I was like, you know, I think I need to get another bulb, you know, because I tried it for like two days and uh, it was not comfortable, you know. I was not comfortable waking up to darkness. Like I would wake up and turn on my light and, you know, do everything from my room. But now I had to go to the sitting room. You know, the sitting room, you don't turn on the lights. They only let you turn on the TV light because uh, the bulb light will, you know, disturb everyone and blah, blah, blah. It's quite bright. It penetrates through my, uh, the, the other rooms. So then <coughs> I went to the shop. I went to the shop to buy the bulb. Now, mind you, the first time, the first bulb I bought, I bought it at 3000 3000 you get no shillings. That's about $1 and something. So I bought it at three thousand, and then when I returned to the shop, I was expecting it to be at the same price. I mean, someone of course would would ridicule me for expecting something to be the same price, probably after like a month of purchase. So I get there and it is at three thousand five hundred. I'm like three thousand five hundred. Are you certain? Now the girl that the, the the lady, sorry, that was selling at the shop was not the someone that sold to me. I mean, she was like, um, she she was relative to the to the to the storekeeper. So the real storekeeper was actually out the one that sold to me the bar last time. So I was like, you consult her. Assuming that probably she does not know, you know, the price of the bar, but she's because she seemed like she was uncertain, you know. So I was like, mm, it should be three thousand, but maybe she's just gambling it at three five. So the storekeeper was like, it's four thousand. Oh my god! <laughs> you can literally imagine the look at my face. You know, I was like, oh. I mean, I wished I did not begin with the lady in the first place and just give her three thousand five hundred and go back my five hundred. You know, so which comes to tell us that like whenever we have money settled onto us keeps on devaluing it keeps on devaluing when you read uh richest man in babylon he says that he looked at coin now there was a there, there was a man called arkad there was a man called arkad he was the richest man in babylon so the king summoned him because he was concerned about the wealth levels of his of his city you know as when when you go back to the books of history or you don't necessarily have to go back to the books these days just go to the internet and type in babylon they had they have a very rich history and almost everyone in babylon was a millionaire like if we could, if we were to coin it in the days of today you know they're a billionaire i think that's a safer word to use a billionaire they're all wealthy you know so arkad was the one that trained each and every one of them so I will not go so deep into the principles that he gave them, though if you want to get a detailed breakdown of them, go to the principles of coin podcast. So he said something about looking at, of course by then, slaves were, were the norm those days, you get slaves to work for you and all that kind of stuff. So he said, you look at your coin, your coin as a slave you know, so a slave is meant to work for you. A slave is meant to produce for you, you know. So if you withhold the slave and the slave is stationed somewhere, you know, because primarily the slave is supposed to be put to work, you know, put to work, like to produce for you, to bring in something for you, you know. But if the slave is doing nothing, now what you need to keep in mind is that the longer the slave stays stationary, 
of course the slave falls sick the slave blah 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 blah. but the most important part that he actually wanted to to refer to with regards to coin was that the slave starts to become weaker and weaker and weaker you know the longer he stays stationary the weaker he becomes and at some point in time you may want to pull him out you know to do some work for you and he can he can barely do anything you know like if i went to the shop with my 3000 that i used to buy the previous bulb that was taken to the shade i would not have been able to be to get the bulb you know so if you know you have your coin somewhere if you have your money somewhere you don't want to just sit on it find some profitable work for it find some profitable work for your slave you know Find some work. I mean, it does not, the slave may not necessarily, the coin may not necessarily bring for you profit. I like to look at coin these days as my slave, you know. Um, that way it gives me a better perspective. So, if your slave is just seated, he loses He loses his strength. In monetary terms, you say it is, it is losing, the coin is losing its value. But if you are able to, like put it into something, invest into something small. And, you know, the the main issue of investment is the principle coming back. The principle is now the amount of money that you actually put in, you know, to invest. If you put in 10 million into a scheme, if at all the investment has to go worse, has to go terrible, you know, you have to get back the 10 million net. That is the fundamental of investing, you know. And you need to be certain that the 10 million will come out. You know, some, some someone may be like, okay, so you're saying if I get my money, I need to invest it in something. I don't need to keep it. I don't need to keep my slave, otherwise he'll get weaker. But also, also, if you're not, if you're not careful, you know, there are people out there who are also looking out for your slave, who are looking out for your coin, who are scheming day and night for it, you know. As always, as as it is, I think and believe that almost every single one of us has received a call from an anonymous person who is telling them, hey, you know, we have this problem, you know, and I mean, the entire scheme is to steal money from you. And every single day they are getting more and more and more and more tactical. You know, I had these days that if they get your NIN number, your um, national ID NIN number, they can be able to call customer care and then change your pin and withdraw all the money you have you know so they call you and please be careful please be careful because these people sound very professional and they sound very proper and modest you know so you may fall into the trap if you're not aware so if you're listening to this and you are in the republic of uganda you need to be very careful and of course in other countries as well people have been skimmed millions of money my father recently was stolen from five million Ugandan shillings it was i think three months ago some guy came to him with a very lucretious deal you know and he was like you know he gave him the plan and sometimes my father is also very 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 rational when he hears something that is profitable he's he's a man of investment by the way he never lets his his coin settle. You know, if there is something that can make, that can put his coin to work, you know, he puts it in. And he's been able to, of course, establish a few things for himself here and there. And he lives a comfortable life, I can say. He lives a very comfortable life. 
So anyway, this guy comes to him with a plan and with you know with the structure. Now you do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We are going to do this and this and this and this. And he sound he sounded very convincing, you know. And to be honest with you, it is very hard to convince my father. It is very hard. He is very careful with his coin. He is very careful with this coin. And I think and believe that after that experience, it made him even more more aware more how can i say more strategic about his investments you know because sometimes it takes a mistake for us to be able to learn you know it takes a mistake for us to be able to learn like sometimes you have to learn the hard way something striking has to happen in order for you to you know in order for your mind to start clicking properly so it was a very terrible hoax, you know, he, the guy, of course, you know, gave him a plan and all that kind of stuff. Of course, as always, you know, you do not invest into something until you see how the money is going to come back, you know, right from plan A to plan B. And someone once said uh, that one of the wise men once said, and I, I won't start saying a wise man if I forget the names, because for me, that is wisdom. So wise man once said that, I think it is from the 48 laws of power the book i tend to forget the names of the authors but i'll start you know trying to put some emphasis but the 48 laws of power when you read it i think it is uh, 30 something power between 30 and 41 of those powers he says that you can you should never ever execute on something until you know the process the processes from A to B, you know, like you can lip sync the process. In other words, like you have totally mastered and understood the process. Before that, never invest. Do not put your energy to it. Do not put your effort to it. You know, and mean, and for 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 the forty eight laws of power. Of course, it's not just all about money. You know, so if at all you're going to involve yourself in anything, or you're going to do a charity, or you're going to I mean, support people in one more or the other. You need to know. You need to find out. Okay, we are at point A. How are we going to get to? How are we going to get to point B? What is in between point A and point B? What are the checkpoints? What needs to be done? What has to be purchased? Who do we need on the team? You know, and how? What are the roles of each person on the team? How are we going to coordinate? How are you going to be accountable? And when we get to point B, what do we expect? What should we expect? How much? If it is profit, how much money are we expecting? If it is a charity, how many people are we going to? How many people's lives are we going to touch? By the way, uh, speaking of charity, I want to send a big shout out to Simama Nakibra Food Drive. It is a food drive that is um, supporting all the vulnerable people in Kibra. Kibra is one of the biggest slums in Africa, and uh, as of as of today, as of now, there is someone. Refiga and his friends, they are supporting and doing a lot of good work for the people in Kibra there. So if you're out there and when you have something small, you know, sometimes it is hard for you to support a hundred people, a thousand people. But if you can lend a hand to even just one person, there is no restriction to how much money you can donate or whatever, or what what kind of support you can donate, you know. But uh, if you can give in anything small, anything small. Recently, someone gave in 1,000 1,000 mattresses to support people that are 
this privilege in, in Kibra. That was his donation, you know. So you may not necessarily donate even in terms of money or in terms of physical resource. You can also just uh, advocate the information. Tell, tell your friends. Spread the word. Use the sh- your social media handles to spread the information. Spread the awareness. You know, let people out there get to know about it and support these people. Because, you know, um, one of the books of scripture says that if if you embound yourself to support other people, then for as long as those people live, God will make sure and see to it that your stores are always full. You know, if if at all the sustenance of those people depends on you. So if you take upon the sustenance, so now this is my explanation. So if you take upon, you s- if you take it upon yourself to sustain or provide for someone you know for as long as that person is alive god will see to it that he keeps your streams open such that you can be able to provide for that person if god has meant it or he has chosen it that you will be their source of you know sustenance because sometimes even some of us think and you know we become stingy and we're like i'm going to I'm going to withhold, you know, my my help from these people. I'm not going to give them anything. I'm not going to provide for probably a cause or a mosque or something like that or a church. But what you do not understand is that sometimes it is God who's like, who actually does not want your your offering at all. Because you may be withholding your five million here. And before you know it, you hear someone coming in with 20 million, you know, with 20 million, five times more than what you what you wanted to bring in. You know, so sometimes it may be good rejecting you. So yeah, um, you want to have a plan. You want to know why you're going to. You want to know the end result. And of course, there is accountability for those people that are, you know, sometimes of course we do give in charity and we are a little bit timid about how it is going to get to the people. And sometimes there are people who are actually who who do hoaxes. You know, they collect money for people, and at the end of the day, you know they. They squander it and they take it for their personal needs. But as of course for the Simam and Akibri drive, there's a lot of accountability for it. You can contact um, the, the guy who's doing the drive, uh, Rafiga Heavyweight and his friends. I'm one of his friends and his nephew as well. So um, I'm not doing it, of course, it's because it's family and all kind of stuff. But in true reality, I've been to Kibra. I visited I visited Kenya last year on the 24th of, of June. I was there. Um, I was able to go through Kibra. The knife there is very, very... I mean, if you know what a slum is, if you've been to a slum, then I don't need to explain to you a lot further. But um, for those that want to contribute, of course, um, you could go to you could go to Instagram or Facebook and just type Simama and Kibra. You'll be able to see the account number. The account name is called Simama if you're donating. Um the, the the account number is i think it's 8193008193008193300 that should be it but please go and ascertain go and ascertain and find out the precise number it is you don't want to give in your money to someone else so yes that is what that's what's up that's what's happening when it comes to the charity business once again i really appreciate you Rafiga and all the people who, who have supported you know Kibra and the people of Kibra in these tough and trying times you know, so yeah, let's 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 give a let's give a hand. Let's give a hand. Let's try to support one another. You never know when you need it to. By the way, that's what's funny. So, yes, you want to have a plan. 
you want to have a plan as to how you're going to get to point B. You know, so from A to P, you need to have all those checkpoints understood. You need to have, you know, all the people that you need on the team. You need to understand who, who, which roles each person is going to do, each person is going to execute, and what it is that is expected of them as an end result that is going to contribute towards everything. And the most important thing is you want to also have accountability, you know. You do not want to put in time and work and effort into something and then you are unable to uh, to, to to scale how much effort was put in or how much money was put in and, you know, get to see how properly it was used. You know, because most of the businesses, by the way, especially when you're starting up, most of the startup businesses, one of the things that fail them or that that they fail to do is accountability. You know, you put in money and you are firstly not certain about how the money was spent. You know, you just keep putting in and putting in and putting in. And by the time um, work is finished, you have spent more than you have earned back. You know, so that is what we call a loss or a bad investment. So you do not want to have that statistic, you know, on your on your sheets. And of course it happens. Of course it happens at times when things will go wrong. There are times when things will not go the way you planned, you know, there was actually a story I had of, um, I think it was two two years, three years ago, when the importation of cars um, below 2013 that were produced before 2013 was banned. And there was a certain haji somewhere that was shipping in, that was shipping in cars, like 90% of those cars were in that, you know, that brand, that, that, that legislated, that out-legislated, le- out legislated um how can i say all those cars that were below 2013 90% of the cars that he was bringing were below 2013 and he had put in a lot of money so he got a heart attack and he was i mean his health was really put in jeopardy so he never knew about it and of course you know shipping takes months you know for your product to reach one person and then they're brought to the country for if you've had any shipping experience direct shipping experience you know what i'm talking about if you don't, please find out from someone who has actually been able to ship things. You know, it's it's a lot cheaper, by the way. Most of the investors in Uganda and probably all over the world, most, the majority of them prefer to ship their products. It takes longer, but it's cheaper. You know, unlike when you are bringing them by air. By air, it's very expensive. You know, it's faster, it's quicker. You get your things chip chop. But, you know, the, pr- the, 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 the expense is also there. So, as someone who is very um, <clears throat> who's very skeptical about the expenditure, they would prefer to use they would prefer to use the, the the shipping business. So, the things were coming, and I mean, he had to remember when they come, you have to pay taxes, then transportation, and all that kind of stuff. There is, I mean, there's a lot of money between the between the point of you know them arriving at the coast and then you know coming to your country. So. He saw all of that money as, you know, a loss. And th- those are one of the things that, of course, you never see coming. But, of course, when they come, you know, now it gets back to that 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 other part of, you know, the line that I told you, the vertical line. Now, that part of challenges where, like, if you brought this down or probably you had it written down somewhere, then you can be able to see how to maneuver. You know, you can either sell the cars into, into scrap or something. Or you get out the vital parts and sell the rest of the metal to scrap. Who knows? 
depending on what it is that you would see fit but what i want to also remind all small businesses starting out there is that even after you write all the challenges all the havocs all the all the all the checking points all the difficult and challenging times and days that are to come you know that you feel are to come i will assure you one thing and in true honesty everything that you've written is not everything that will happen like even if you write 1000 problems there'll be the one thing that you'll never see coming you know and um i think it was muhammad ali who said that it is the punch that you don't see coming that knocks you out it's the punch that you don't see coming that knocks you out you know so like you just have to be on the alert like you, you get it takes us back to that you know a principle where you just need to be prepared for the worst you know never prepare for the best cuz i mean you you don't need to prepare for you to 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 things for things to, for success like of course there's some preparation but like how to handle it how to handle it it's not as laborious as how to handle challenges because it's always challenges that boot us out you know so when you have a good preparation for when you are well prepared as to how to handle something that comes your way then then and only then will you be able to like condense the, the whole process and the whole problem but still there is that one thing there is that one day that is going to come and it is going to be so hard on you so tight so challenging so brain wrecking you know that you will feel like quitting you know you feel like quitting and like does i was listening to eric thomas he said it is at your darkest moments that it dawns it is at your darkest moments that it dawns you know so like even when we look at you know nature and the sun rising and the sun setting by the time the sun is about to rise in between the time you know it is so dark like some you can be put in a very 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 tight situation and you do not know what to do you don't know how you're going to go forward and i mean this has always happened like we all know we have had those days we've had one of those days we have all of us maneuvered differently you know but there are times when you are up against the wall and you do not know how you're going to move forward and you don't even know how to move backwards at all you know you are stuck you are at a point of no return like no hope at all there is nothing that you can do about the situation that you're in and before you know it i mean you just that something happens like someone comes in and gives you something like or supports you in a certain way or helps you move forward and you were not expecting it whatsoever i've had very many of those times i've had very many of those times quite a number of them you know um i cannot really recall precisely but i have i've had very <laughs> i've had so many i've had so many i mean that there, there was a time when i was barely out of supplies as barely like i never had anything in hostel i never had even i could not even make half a cup of porridge now that tells you that that's one of my favorites and not one of my staples in my room so i could not even have i could not even make half a cup of porridge and even if i could i barely even had the sugar to make it taste i was down on my luck like I I could not wait for the day to end and even if the day ended I didn't it's not like I was expecting something when the sun rises you know so I remember whilst I was there I was when I, I was just lying on my bed 
and I was looking just at the roof at the ceiling and I felt so desperate I felt so alone and I never like personally I don't have the habit of okay I feel very shy calling my parents and asking them for money and I mean like I feel I have grown and I need to find ways of scheming for myself so like and I, you know, I just, I had just gotten money from them recently, but then something came up, and I needed to use the money for it. Of course, you know, handouts and blah 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 blah, and that kind of stuff. And I mean, the money just slipped out of me. I managed it poorly, and those are one of the reasons why they have poor management of your money. You spend it, and before you know it, you know, you get quite some trying times ahead of you. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> While I was there, someone just called me and told me to, it was my neighbor, my neighbor called me and she asked me if I was at hostel and I was like, yes, I'm at hostel. Then she was like, okay, my my dad has sent a few things over to, to hostel, Um, please go receive them for me. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go downstairs, I go to the gate, I find... This Buddha Buddha guy with a with some things in a cover in a big green cover, and I mean they smelled all good and nice and all you know and snacks and pizza and whatever it just smelled nice I'll tell you the details, so then I call and I'm like hey I received this stuff it's like oh okay I'll get them from you I'm still in class I am caught up with some work I want to finish the work and then come back to hostel and I'll pick the things from you, so you know. All the time, the things were in my room. And I mean, remember now, since morning, I had not yet had anything. I never even had a hundred shillings to buy a piece of cassava. <laughs> so the things were killing me. I opened the cover. I saw there was pizza. There was, I mean, it was takeaway and all that stuff. Like soda and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know how girls can be with their fathers. They always have a soft spot. So um, she was supposed to come back, but unfortunately she didn't. She didn't, she had a, she had a party. She was invited for a birthday party, last minute birthday party. And then she spent the night there and she called me and she was like, you know what? I'll not be able to make it, but I don't think those things will be able to last until the following morning. So, I mean, they, they will be stale and they won't be so good. And she was like, you can, I mean, you, you, you can find suitable occupation for them. <laughs> So I mean, I mean, th- those are one of the days when, you know, I was down with my luck, and then I got something. So, yeah, if you're listening, Georgia, that was that time when it happened. So yeah, I mean, those days will come. Those days will come. So the best thing you can do is to prepare for the worst days. Um, have a plan, of course. Have a plan from point A to point B. Um, get to know the checkpoints. Get to know who you need on your team. And also do not fear to consult, you know, for people who are starting up. Do not fear to consult. Advice is very free, by the way. Advice is very free, you know, if you're getting it. Most especially, you know, if, if there's someone who is, you know, if you're very lucky enough and there's someone um, who is in the market, who is doing exactly what you're doing, and, you know, you want to follow us through the same, not the side of the same footsteps, but the same work, you can always call them up or you meet them. On a coffee for for a coffee, you know, for a coffee talk, or you could just if you, if you're very comfortable with them, you can call them directly and be like, hey, so here and here and here and here and here, I'm finding challenges. What do I do? How do I go about it? 
and I'm telling you they'll give it to you for free. They'll give it to you for free. I always consult my uncle um, when it comes to some laborious work that I'm doing. He's a very he's a critical thinker, you know. So he helps me see through certain things and certain perspectives and how to go about things A B C D. I spoke with him, I shared with him about my podcast, I was finding some challenges and he gave me some direction, gave me some perspective. So as it is, you'll actually notice, but if you if you listen to my podcast from 29 and the 30th, you'll notice that at the 30th, 31st, 32nd, there has been some improvement, thanks to him. So if you're out there and, I mean, there's something that you want to do, please don't feel shy to consult. Please don't feel shy to, to seek knowledge. The internet is also there if you feel you cannot have a one-to-one relationship with someone. You can go to the internet, though, I mean, sometimes it's very hard to seed out information from the internet and... Um, it's from experiences of people from different walks of life. So if there's someone who's actually on the ground, you know, facing the same circumstances and challenges and times as you are, then, I mean, that, that I can't think of a better person to ask and to consult. Otherwise, that's all I had for you today, guys. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate you guys for, for everything that you do, you know, to, to follow up the podcast and to... And to, of course, learn something, the most important thing is for you to not only just get to get all this information and absorb all the in, all the content that I share, but to also put it into action, you know. Some wise man once said that knowledge is only power when you put it into practice. For as long as you're just sitting on it, it is not credible at all. So, yeah, for everything that you've learned, please find a way of putting it to work. Please find a way of, um, I mean, giving it life you know, so that you can be able to experience what it is that it can do for you. And when the results come, please let me know. Please let me know. I mean, contact me on my social media handles at this is Hosni, T-H-I-S-I-S-H-O-S-N-I. Try these things out. Let me know how it has worked out for you. And I mean, I would want all the details. Please don't leave anything out. <laughs> don't leave anything out. If there's anything that you did that I talked about from my podcast or there's something that you added onto your scheme, you know, from whatever I've been sharing, please let me know. Let me know how it worked out for you. You can also text me directly in my WhatsApp. It's zero seven zero zero plus two five six zero seven plus two five six seven zero zero eight one four four and five. I'll repeat it again. Plus two five six seven zero zero eight eight one four four and five. Or if you happen to forget it, you can always get it on my Twitter handle at this is Hosni. Um, it's a side with my name. You can always text me and let me know how this was helpful, how it made you feel, and yeah, how you're going to be able to put it to constructive work. As always, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Sanitize. Wash your hands. Keep your hands away from your face. Um, social distance. Um, keep yourself a distance. Two meters away from people. Do you exercise? You don't want to sit home and you know get all that chunk inside you. And yeah, keep reading, keep studying, keep dreaming, keep writing down your dreams and expect the worst. Expect the worst. Okay, take care of yourselves. Till tomorrow. Bye.